What's up, healthy family? Community Manager Jordan here with another episode of Coffee Chat, where I sit down with my co-host, Head Coach Lisa, and talk about all the things that will help you in your health and wellness journey. What's up, healthy family? Community Manager Jordan here with another episode of Coffee Chat with my co-host, Head Coach Lisa. Today's topic is going to get deep a little bit. Me and Lisa were just doing notes together. And what'd you say, Lisa? Mental health is a very big part of this health and wellness journey. It is. I think it is the most underrated part. Like everybody, not everybody, but for the most part, the general person, when they think about weight loss and wellness, they think about two aspects food and exercise, right? And almost everything comes down to diet and exercise. But for for me, I really feel that the the big left out part until recently, you know, Noom has done more, WW has done more with talking about the psychology of health and things like that. But for those people who have been trying and struggling for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 30 years ago, we weren't talking about the mental health side of weight and wellness. And So by that, I mean, yes, we have the depression and anxiety part of the mental health, but also what we're going to talk about today, which is where these patterns of disordered eating kind of start. Where did it come from? How do we continue to take that on board? How do we pass that on to our children? And, you know, how we interact with our friends and and bosses and partners. And it's really far more connected than people give it credit for. And so what I was just saying to Jordan was a lot of times, this is where I think people's biggest struggle is. It's not that you don't know what to eat or you have to track or you can't make it to the gym so many days a week. I really think when people see things as they have a very specific goal, a date, a dress size, a number. And I was saying, you know, you basically put on blinkers, you get tunnel vision, you are totally focused on that goal. Everything that you can do possibly to get to that goal, you do. But if when you get there, And that focus and drive isn't as sort of laser sharp anymore. If we haven't fixed what got us overweight or caused us to have disordered eating in the first place, if we haven't addressed those things, which is definitely the mental health part, if we haven't worked out not only how to acknowledge why we emotionally eat or stress eat, like we were talking about last I think last time or the time before, if that hasn't been fixed and and acknowledgement is great, but if you haven't actually fixed it, then this is why we still see people struggling years and years and years and years after. It's the most common reason weight loss surgery fails. You can physically fix the body, but if that person hasn't been able to fix why they struggle and how they deal with obstacles, then they just end up back where they were before. Sometimes it's worse than they were before. Oh, I know. It's like, that's my thing with it all, especially on this topic of like being kind to yourself, loving yourself is, you know, I feel like, especially when you're reading success stories or you're following people's journeys, 
you know, a lot of the journeys that you find that people are successful on getting the weight off and keeping it off is because they didn't lose that. Like, yeah, they might have had traumatic experiences growing up. You know, we've all been made fun of. I've been made fun of. I will never forget. I don't even think I've ever told anybody this or even my wife is I remember being in middle school. Middle school is when I started plumping up. <laughs> I used to be a very, very thin, active kid um, until I hit puberty. And then like most guys or most girls or whatever, when they hit puberty, they we can add on weight. And I remember I went to a very small school in my town in Indiana. And I'm and when I say small, there was maybe 30, 35 people in my class. Like, and so you grew up with these people all your life. And you get to middle school, and here I am, 13 in middle school, gaining weight. Nobody else is but me. And I remember I was the only one with the double chin. I was the only one with the double chin. And there was this kid that would pick on me all the time, calling me a, ch- a chicken. Like, it's funny now to think about it. Not like funny that people say that to people, but like just the audacity that people, especially like, so... That there goes back to like that person. Why was that person mean? It was probably Mm -hmm. because he was mean to others because people were mean to him or his life at home wasn't the best or he thought he had to put on the show. But like that has stuck with me because I've always been a bigger person since middle school. And it's like, but the people that you find nowadays in their 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s, 60s that have lost weight and have kept it off successfully, they got over that hump and said, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what makes me feel good. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to love myself at whatever size I'm at. I feel like if we don't think about the love that we need to show ourselves, our mind, our body, that we lose that. And we're always looking for something else to get quicker to something else that somebody else has. Instead of being like, you know what? Like I sat down today, Lisa, and was going through my weight loss chart. You know, I started at 280 something pounds. I'm right now at, you know, roughly under 260. And so, but I've been losing the last couple of pounds, gaining them, losing them, et cetera. But like going through that, I'm like, okay, I need to lose another 40 pounds. Okay. So I looked at the calendar and I was like, hmm, if I put, if I lose one pound a week, that's 40 weeks. Well, there's 52 weeks in a year. But if I lose a half a pound a week, that's 80 weeks to lose those 40 pounds. And then I started getting a little bit discouraged. But then I'm like, you know what? I love the way that I look right now. I love the way that you don't realize 20 pounds does to you. You lose 20 something pounds and you're just like, wow, like I can't wait to lose that other 20 something pounds. But I have to love myself right now at 260, just like I loved myself in my 280s because I loved being an outgoing person and, you know, playing with my kids and doing this and doing that. I feel like we need to step back and think about that. You know, we have to be kind to ourselves. Because if we're not kind to ourselves, what's that going to tell other people? And then how is that going to affect other people to treat us like that? If we can't love ourselves or be kind to ourselves, how do we expect other people to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that has really stuck with me was that somebody said to me <clears throat> many, many years ago, which I vehemently disagreed with at the time when they said it, I was like, uh-uh, that's not true. And I, I, you know, I was thinking about that while I was listening to you. And I, I think it probably took me 10 or more years 
to kind of start to come around to the truth in this statement. And basically what they said was that we teach people how to treat us by what we accept. So whether that is friendship, your boss, your romantic relationships, whatever you take on, allow, don't acknowledge, don't discuss, don't disagree with because you don't want to rock the boat or because you grew up in a situation where you absolutely, you know, didn't talk back or like wherever your respect for yourself and your value for yourself got lost, wherever that happened, when we have new people in our lives, every interaction without meaning to, it teaches both parties what's acceptable and what's not. You know, it's like when people first start dating and you're testing out the waters. There are things that you do. There's things you don't do. There's things that you wait a certain amount of time in the relationship to do. And then the same thing with with bosses, the same thing with friends. I have people that say to me all the time that they have someone they still call a friend, but then they're like, you know, she was really snarky. She was really mean. She did this. And I'm like, so why are you still friends with this person? You know, if what they're bringing you is negativity and you feel bad and drained after you have a lunch with them, why do you continue to see them? Well, because she's my friend. No, no, she's not. <laughs> and you know, I am yeah, one of the toxic, tox, toxicity, or however you pronounce that word, yeah. is yeah. very common. And you know, we think about that that in the workplace, home life, friendships, online, anything like that. There's so much of that, and you know, it is true. It it sounds cliche a little bit, but it's also one of the things. Like I remember somebody telling me this was a while ago about like being a light. Being that person that is just so outgoing, like in, in a room full of dark people or this or that, you want to be that shining person that people think about and people are like, why is Jordan so happy all the time? Or why is he this? Or why is Lisa this? And it's kind of like the thing of, you know, I remember my uncle telling me a long time ago when he went to the caves, um, he went on a tour and it was complete pitch black. And the tour guide got out a match and lit the match. And you could literally, he said, you could see in this cavern all like miles, it felt like down from just that little, you know, little bit of that light. And we don't realize if we can become that light for ourselves, that light will then shine onto others that then it's like contagious. It's like a wildfire. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, you're catching yourself on fire, like metaphorically. But like, you know, what happens if you light this thing on fire right here? Then if it's going, getting close to a building, it's going to catch that on. Then the spiraling thing, it's like, instead of thinking of that, like in a bad way, think about that in a good way. Like if you can be kind to yourself and you can love yourself and you can be happy and you can get through that, that mental mindset that we struggle with. Think of what you're doing for others and think for what you're doing for others in this health and wellness community space. You know, there are some people that just do not have that support like some people do. Yeah. And, you know, that that really ties into the the second, you know, I, I told you there were two things that have been said to me before that really, really stuck with me. And that ties directly into the other one, which is that how many times do we say things to ourselves and about ourselves that we would never say to a friend. 
if you came to me and you were telling me that you were struggling, my instant thought is to go into solution mode. So first I'm going to be like, that sucks. I totally get why you're frustrated and let's fix this. And so many times I I wouldn't think, oh, you're a failure or, oh, you're lazy or, oh, you're not trying hard enough. But I'll say every one of those things about myself. Oh, yeah. I've been there. So doing that. We give ourselves zero grace. We are, you have to be perfect. You have to do this absolutely correctly or you're a failure. But I guarantee you that if a friend comes to you and says, I'm really struggling with this, your first thought is not that they are a horrible, lazy slob. Like that's, it's, we, we don't, in general, we don't put the same negativity that we will gladly soak ourselves in. We wouldn't even like sprinkle it on somebody else. You know, it's just, it's just crazy how much we will beat ourselves up and tell ourselves that we are not good enough and we're never going to be successful and yet we can watch somebody else that has the exact same struggle and 100% feel that they're going to make it out of it and that they're going to beat it and that they're going to be successful. But we can't, in a lot of cases, give ourselves 5% of what we give to other people. Yeah, it's kind of like the saying where like, you can preach it, but if you don't do it, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? there's a lot of people out there that you know can say, hey, this is what you need to do and it's a solution. And those people do it and they come out of it or they, you know, succeed in it. But yet we don't, we can say that. And, and I, you know, neither of us are saying, right. Neither of us are saying, first of all, just so you guys know, we're not saying there's a simple solution. We're not saying just stop thinking that way about things. We're not saying that there is a, a switch that you can flip and suddenly like yourself. You know, it's, I, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that once you acknowledge the fact that part of the reason that you struggle with weight loss is how you feel about yourself and that that plays just as big, if not bigger, because in my opinion, it is the bigger factor than diet and exercise. Then and really only then can you start making a change that isn't temporary. So that's that's just like if you don't go away with anything else from today's talk from me, that is it. Like I just I just want people to be able to acknowledge that living your life hating anything about yourself hating your body, hating your physical limitations, hating what you think you're not smart enough, pretty enough, strong enough, connected enough to do. The more that you feed that, the more that you throw more onto that and constantly repeat that, the further you push yourself from ever being sustainably successful. I couldn't agree 100% more. I... You know, just like what Lisa said, don't take this episode as it kind of got a little heavy, <laughs> you know, but don't take the ep- this what you just heard as like it's the solve all, solve all solution. But just like Lisa said, knowing, like coming to the realization of it, and then let's make an action plan. Let's, you know, let's, let's realize that 
you know, things happen to people, but we have to figure out a way to can to try to control the situation as much as we can. But at the end of the day, if if all we need to do is focus on ourselves and our mental health and and getting that better relationship one on one with ourselves, then that's kind of like the first thing like weight loss. Yes, like people love to lose weight. People know that their health gets better with losing weight. But just like you said, weight loss surgery doesn't work for a lot of people because you can fix your body, your human body, you can, you know, do all this stuff. But if you don't fix your your mental state of it, your mental state of why am I eating, you know, this many calories? Why am I doing this and doing that? If you can't work on that, then, you know, it's going to be a hard road for you. And we do not want to see that. We want to see our members, you know, if you are, you know, needing help of anything like that, reach out to us. Um, we're here to answer questions. We're here to give support. Reach out to your uh, healthy community inside the app for support. Everything is there. And we just want everybody to start feeling better about themselves and to know that, we need to focus on ourselves and our well-being and our mental state more more than more now than ever definitely i think that whether we find that support in you know the similar a community of similar interests like in terms of your your wellness and fitness industry or whether you find it in your church or whether you find it with professional help or you know uh, your doctor and your medical team I think the biggest thing is just finding a way that you can surround yourself with people who reflect the energy that you want to have. If you are constantly surrounded by people who are real negative Nellies and they complain about everything and their life is horrible and nothing ever goes their way and nothing ever goes right, if you constantly are around this energy from your boss, from your partner, from your friends, I absolutely 100% guarantee you that it will affect you in ways that you didn't even know. And I say this as somebody who spent years, years in a relationship where I like my ex is a fantastic person, but he was very, very unhappy with life in general and with himself and with his job and with his friends or not friends. And I spent our entire married life together trying to compensate for that, trying to fix it, trying to make him happy in some way because he was so, so unhappy with the majority of his life. And it just, it wears you down and you start taking it on board. And if you, like me, already have like anxiety and depression things that go on, talk about just making it something, it just kind of reinforces in that particular case, it just reinforced I couldn't fix him. And I, I recognize all this now. In, the, in that time, I didn't. But I couldn't make him better, so I must not have been good enough. And, it, you know, it's just really think about who and what energy you surround yourself with. If you want to feel better about yourself, if you want to feel like you are a success, surround yourself. Find your tribe. Find your people 
who share common ground, share a common interest. They are going to support, encourage, and motivate you. They're going to inspire you to be like them. They are going to drive you to become passionate. And so when, when that is what's around you the majority of the time, all of a sudden, the sadness and the apathy and the I just don't feel like it starts to lift. And it wasn't until I left that relationship and we were still friends, but we decided to, to split and we still saw each other after that. And it was not until I had left that situation, I didn't even know how heavy a burden I was carrying until I wasn't doing it every day anymore. And it is, I'm telling you, if you can find at least one person in your life that you can genuinely talk to and passionately, and I don't, I don't mean romantic passion. I just mean someone who makes you excited and enthusiastic about something. Just start with one something and you would be amazed at how that ripple effect carries on into so many other things. And I guarantee you that the more people you surround yourself with who are positive influences, the easier you're going to find it to stay on track, the easier you're going to find it to be nice to yourself and to start seeing yourself in a different way. And the more successful you're going to be in anything that you try to do. But I guarantee you, it directly connects into weight loss and wellness too. When I left that relationship and I had started losing weight while I was in it, but I was struggling because I had no support at home at all. And don't, and <laughs> please, I'm not, I'm not telling you that if your partner is not supportive, that, you know, separation is the answer. But when I really could focus on what I needed to do for me, that's when I lost the hundred pounds. So it's, I, I just, yeah, I want you guys to be motivated and inspired and revved up and excited and come the first of the year if you have to wait until then you know let's how do we make next year this fired up and really productive successful year start now start thinking about those relationships that are holding you back start thinking about how and where to cultivate relationships that will help you get where you want to be i'm sorry i got all excited (laughs) Thank you, Lisa, for this amazing episode, for this amazing talk with our members, with me. We really hope that this was an episode that everybody, you know, everybody has asked us to do, but we really hope that it, you know, really hit home and really is going to affect our members and affect you listening that, you know, things can change, but always, always, always take care of yourself. Anything else you want to say, Lisa? (laughs) No, I think I'll be quiet now. (laughs) All right, guys, we will see you next week on Healthy Talks.